Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With all the concern over healthcare these days and finding a doctor and getting care for really any condition, imagine being pregnant and having to worry about all of that too. It's just, I think, one of the many reasons why midwives have become such a popular choice in the last decade. So the question though is, has there actually been work done to see what the difference is if someone uses a midwife or not? Well, it turns out there has been work done about that, and we are going to talk about it this morning with the help of Dr. Zoe Hodgson, who's a clinical lead for the Midwives Association of BC and clinical assistant professor at the University of British Columbia's Faculty of Medicine. Good morning, Dr. Hodgson. Good morning. Now, so you've done some work on examining the role of midwives, is that right? That's right. So um, Dr. Stahl recently conducted a study which was published in the Canadian Medical Association Journal, which is a a great peer-reviewed journal, and it showed that pregnant people in BC with a, having care with a midwife were less likely to have a perinatal death, preterm birth, low birth weight baby, or cesarean delivery compared to physician patients. And there's lots of evidence to say that care with a midwife is associated with great outcomes. But the difference with this study is that it's showing that this, this, these great outcomes aren't just limited to people with low-risk pregnancies. This, this, this trend is true of people with low, medium and high-risk pregnancies with good outcomes associated across those, those risk stratification groups. Why do we think that is? What is it about that relationship with a midwife that might make a difference? Well, I mean, beyond the, beyond the study findings, there's lots of evidence that demonstrates that people who choose midwifery care compared to those choosing care with another provider have high levels of satisfaction. And this is another important birthing outcome, um, particularly when we consider place of birth with midwives often being the only primary care provider in some of the rural communities, which is really secures the ability for clients to birth close to home, which is a really important outcome. But I think the model of midwifery care, such that there's um, a, a midwife or a small group of midwives providing care to clients through pregnancy, labor birth and the postpartum period, preserving that continuity of care, building upon the relational model of care is the thing that's really associated with those good outcomes. And are there enough midwives, though, for people who want that? I feel like maybe there's also the perception that there's a more personal relationship. There is, there is absolutely a more personal relationship with a midwife, um, owing to our model with, um, as, as I said, just a small group of midwives getting to know the person through pregnancy. But no, absolutely not. There's not enough midwives. There's, a, there's definitely a midwife shortage in the province. More people are choosing uh, care with a midwife. The demand for midwifery care is ever increasing. However, the burnout rates amongst midwives are high. Um, the on-call hours um, means that a midwife is available to a client 
24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And there's lots of evidence to say that the on-call hours are the most substantive uh, contributor to burnout um, because midwives receive no compensation for this. Another thing that's affecting um, midwifery care is that the number of family physicians leaving maternity care is increasing, again, because there's no compensation for their on-call time, leading to more people looking for care with midwives. Interesting. Is there a way then to also perhaps... Um, you know, use this to our advantage to say, now that we know this, can we put that emphasis in certain areas where perhaps bringing down the number of, of cesarean sections? Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so as, as I mentioned before, Dr. Stoll's study is associated with lower rates of cesarean sections. Um, so we know that midwifery care is good care. Um, one, of the, one of the issues is that the demand for midwifery care is certainly um, beyond that of, of, of the, the availability of midwives. But we learned last week that the, um, the ministry has showed its support um, to expand the number of seats available to midwifery students at UBC, which is great news. Would you say then that we have successfully integrated midwives into our healthcare system? Because Dr. Hodgson, I can remember back, you know, 25 years ago when having a midwife meant that you were doing things kind of outside the system. Absolutely. So I think what's really interesting is that midwifery is still a relatively new profession in BC. So um, the UBC midwifery program just celebrated its 20-year anniversary um, and the, the midwifery used to be considered like a fringe career with most people choosing to receive care with a family doctor or an obstetrician. In BC, that's not true in other countries. But the thing that is, I think has really led to the great outcomes associated with midwifery care with BC is that midwifery has been reduced in a really well integrated way with with great collaboration between midwives and family doctors, midwives having medical staff privileges at the hospitals where they work. And I think that the way midwifery has been integrated into a province has really led to the good outcomes associated with our care. Dr. Hutchin, is this something that is happening? Is this like a worldwide trend? Is this a North American trend? Is this a BC trend? Like what is going on with this? I think midwifery care is, is increasing worldwide. I think other, other, in other places and other countries, um, care with a midwife is not um, as unusual as it would be in Canada, where, as I said, the profession is relatively new. Um, we know that since midwifery has been integrated into British Columbia, the number of people choosing care with a midwife is increasing rapidly. Um, the key is finding one. The, the key is finding one, and so so what we need to do is we need to work with the with the governments, with the ministry, to try and make um, midwifery more sustainable for new graduates, for for midwives who have been in the career for for a long time. Do you feel we're making progress towards that? Then the announcements that we've recently had that there does seem to be this understanding that this might be the way to go. Absolutely. I think, you know, the um, hearing from the ministry that there's, they, they provide support to expand the UBC midwifery program is a great step in the, in the right direction. But now what we need to do is we need to um, work to make the, the profession more sustainable for the midwives who are already out there practicing and, and to secure a, a stable profession for those new graduates. 
students can't learn to be midwives without midwives acting as clinical preceptors. And one of the limitations to expanding the midwifery program up until now has been the, a shortage in the number of midwives who are able to, to bring on and train new students. Midwives in BC currently have few supports and incentives in place to care for clients with higher levels of medical risk, even though we know from Dr. Stoll's study that the care for those clients, those clients could really benefit from midwifery care. Um, we heard recently that the Ministry of Health and the Doctors of BC um, have really helped uh, negotiate and recognise um, that family doctors are, are dealing with a higher level of risk in their clients um, and the increased compensation has really secured the ability of family doctors to provide good care to a, to a, a profile of clients um, which has really led to the sustain, increased sustainability in that profession. Um, so we, hopefully we can turn towards providing similar support for midwives in BC. So interesting. Dr. Hodgson, thank you for your time. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for your interest. That's Dr. Zoe Hodgson, clinical lead for the Midwives Association of BC and also a clinical assistant professor at UBC's Faculty of Medicine, talking about the role of midwives in our province. What they found in the work that they have done is that if you expand midwifery care in BC, you actually help improve pregnancy outcomes uh, for parents and babies particularly those in rural and remote areas. And people who even had uh, you know, somewhat complicated pregnancies have improved outcomes as a result of that care. Now the question is, can we train enough and get enough midwives into those communities to help out, right? And boy, have we ever come a long way with this story. And so I was saying to Dr. Hodgson, I remember back in the day, and I know I sound old when I say that, but I'm just saying, I was a health reporter back in the 1990s, and I remember doing stories about the controversy over midwives even operating in this province and doctors didn't want to have that and the healthcare system was opposed to incorporating, you know, midwives. And now we have this integrated system all these years later that see and clearly is a choice that many parents want to make. It's really interesting. If you want to weigh in, simi at cknw.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.